enjoying the uh, British summer. It's a fantastic. Who here likes a good story? I like a good story. Even even the Olympics. I'm watching sports I don't usually watch because I get into the story. So even some athlete I've never heard of, or people like Michael Phelps and his multiple goals, 23 goals that guy's won. You get into the story of when they start the heats to when they win. So stories are great. I love stories. I like a good film as well, because that's a good story, isn't it, as well? So today we've got a story to tell you. So I'd ask you, we've got a guy who's going to come up. He's, uh, he's not done this before from the pulpit. So I'm asking you to just give him real uh, good attention, a bit of respect. This guy's a great young guy, part of the church. He's been with us just a few years now. Uh, you may have seen him recently losing to me in the rap battle. But other than that, so it's not jazz. It's not jazz. No, it's, it's great to have a great story. Every single one of you here has a story to tell. Did you know that? You've all got a story to tell. And this morning, I'm going to ask Jay to come forward, and he's going to tell us his story. Come on, Jay. Let's give him a great round of applause. Mate, I'd like to welcome you to the stage. I'm really looking forward to hearing your story because I've not heard it before. So it's going to be a first time for me as well. So uh, God bless you, mate. Thank you so much. Just speaking to you. <laughs> uh, let's just pray first. God, I just thank you that you're here. Uh, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you're here. Lord, I just pray you use me uh, to speak so clearly, um, effectively, and just um, just so, yeah, so clearly. I'm full of love, Lord. I just pray your love manifests here, Lord, your peace manifests here as I speak. And Lord, I just pray, yeah, just a good time today, Lord, and that you speak to people's hearts, Lord. And Lord, I just pray that only you do what you can do, Lord. Um, yeah, I just trust you, Lord in this time, Lord. We trust you in this time. And Lord, for every um, care, weight, or worry, anxiety, stress, we cast it off in the name of Jesus. And we choose to be attentive and and hearing you, Lord, through it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, it's, yeah, morning, everyone. It's just... It's just lovely, lovely to, to, to be here, to, to be a part of Arena. Um, my wife and I, we, we came to Arena, I think it was um, uh, March last uh, 2015 wasn't it yeah and arena was the first church we came to and we've just fell in love there's so many stories here it's just amazing there's so much wealth here of um stories and hearing last week the podcast was amazing it was wonderful and just such i want to hear more um and stories are so good aren't they they're just amazing so i'm going to share my story um uh, today, but it's just such a privilege to be here. And just to give you a backdrop, yeah, we, we came from, uh, we, we moved to Nottingham last year, and uh, we've had what, a baby boy this year, which is uh, amazing, such a blessing in our life. His name's Ezra, and um, he's so beautiful. And like my wife, he takes after my wife. They're both beautiful. I've got a beautiful family. I'm blessed. I really am. I really am. Um, yes, yeah, so I'm grateful to share this opportunity um, of, of my encounter with Jesus. Um, I'm so grateful, and how I found my life in him, and that's the most amazing thing, I found my life in him, and um, this is, I've been a Christian now 10 years and a bit, Um, I was 20 when I became a Christian, and yeah, I'm just really just keen, so I'm going to get cracking with this now, so I'm going to read a scripture, um, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verse 1. You know 1 Corinthians 13. Who knows this scripture? Who knows what this is about? Yeah? It's about love. Who's ever had it at their wedding read out before? Has anyone had that? 
Any, yeah? Yeah, come on. You guys are cool because that's the best scripture. I love that scripture because this scripture is when I first met with, um, with love, with Jesus. Um, I'm going to read it because I love it so much. So I'm going to read the extended version a bit. Oh, well, read from verse 1. Um, 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men or, or of angels, but do not have love, I'm only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to the hardship that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. This is when it just, just wrecks me. I mean, this is when it gets so intense and you feel, and you feel God's love all over you. So hear this with me. Hear this as a truth. Love is patient. Oh, love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Oh. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects. <laughs> it always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. <laughs> love never fails. His love never fails. Which is so amazing. And it's perfect love that casts out all fear. So I met with this scripture the first time when I wasn't a Christian. I, I met with this uh, scripture and it impacted me. So I'll come back to that scripture in a little bit. Um, just my background, I was, a, um, I was born as a Hindu, um, Hindu Brahmin. Is, uh, Brahmin is the priest, um, priesthood caste. So in Hinduism you have castes. Um, Brahmin is the priesthood caste. And for me that was a massive, massive identity thing. Like it was... Um, so, so wonderful that, you know, I'm privileged to be born into this caste. It gave me favor and status, and it gave me such a strong identity. It just, I just felt really proud of it. And the lineage goes back centuries, centuries and centuries. It's in my surname. My surname is Trivedi, and Tri- Tri- Trivedi means the Vedas are the holy books of the, in Hinduism. There's, there's many holy books, but Vedas are the holy books, and my name represents a third of the holy books. Our family carried this, generations and generations, carried the the, the, the scriptures of the word for so many centuries. It goes back so long. I'm proud of I was proud, completely proud of it. Um, and that was my identity. It was wrapped up in, it was wrapped up in all that. Um, and I learned prayers. I learned mantras. I learned the Hindu scriptures. And I wasn't perfect, but I, I, knew, I knew some of these scriptures. And my desire was to become like a Hindu priest one day and just um, go to the mountains in the Himalayas and do something like that. I, I wanted to do stuff like crazy stuff like that. I thought that would be so cool because it looks cool on TV. And, you know, um, yeah, it's just, it just, just, I was like, yeah, that's so cool. So I always knew that God existed. I know some people, you know, were atheists before they came here, but I always knew God existed. But it was, um, it was in the form of idols and I would worship the idols, I would worship the flame. Um, we would pray over the flame and I would worship them and really hope that they're listening. <laughs> hey, really hope. Um, at school, at school, I wasn't so great. I was nervous, I was shy, I was just a bit, <laughs> to be honest, I just, I didn't fit in so well. Um, I, I didn't have many friends to begin with. Um, I was really, had a low image of myself, low view of myself. And I remember... The thing that wrecked me uh, was really hard for me was when I was in year seven and I did a, um, a, a talk in front of the class and it was about hobbies 
that's all I had to do was talk about uh, my hobbies, which were, I don't know, uh, pogs or something. I don't know what, they, what we used to do back then. Um, yeah, or no, no, I won't go into it. I would just be so old. Um, so all I had to do, so I came up to the class, stood there, and there's about 20 people there, stood in the class, and then I just started crying. <laughs> and then the teacher was looking at me awkward, and the students were like, what, why, why is he crying? All he's got to do is talk about his hobbies. But then it was just crazy. And then um, I just thought that was it. Like, I could never do this again. I could never feel comfortable in front of people again. And God's used me since then to, to, to speak into that. So I'll, I'll, I, will, I will come into that. But I want to know, that, you know those experiences you have at school that kind of write you off for the rest of your life? They try to, come on now, God can reverse that and change that around. Only God can do that. Only God can do that. He can change it around completely. Is the teacher's words not final? Yeah. Come on, I could go on all day for this. <laughs> so I'm going to fast forward straight to university. And that was a big culture shock for me. Um, I, was quite, I felt I was quite sheltered life. I, you know, I didn't do much and that sort of thing. But when I came to university, it was all brand new uh, for me. And I still felt insecure. Um, I still felt uh, my identity was wrapped up in, in the religious practices. I thought, you know, I'm proud to say I'm a Hindu Brahmin. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't eat meat. Um, and some people would say, wow, I really respect you for that. I mean, it was just something... That flowed from me, I was so proud of, uh, really was. But in the second university, second year in university, going into my uh, second year, uh, the summer, summer gap in between, something, something happened in my family, and it was really tough, really tough for me to take in. And I won't go into the details, but it shook my whole world. It shook everything. You know, have you ever had those experiences where <laughs> it's just so hard to take in? Everything shook up. There was sickness in my family, and it just hurt so much. It shook everything, my foundations, my security. I thought, oh, it just, I lost hope, and I lost faith. I, I struggled with it really big time. I, I didn't know what to do. So because of that fear, I reacted in fear. And, you know, when you react in fear, it's not a healthy place, is it? I mean, sometimes we've done that. It's not a healthy place. So I tried alcohol for the first time when I was 19. I know some, I'm just catching up with some people here. So I, try, I tried. Oh, I was catching up, and I was in a rush as well, and I wasn't very good. Um, so I, try, I tried it for the first time. I was 19. I, I started to smoke. And, and do you know the thing about smoking here? And if you're a smoker here, I want to pray for you at some point. But if you're a smoker, every time I had a worry or a thought, I would just light up in smoke. And do you know how bad it got? I was smoking nearly, nearly 40 a day. Nearly 40 a day. 40 cigarettes a day. I stunk of cigarettes. I did. Um, it was really, really the quick, easy fix to smoke. Um, I started to try smoking weed as well, and I got into smoking weed just a bit. And I even got kicked out of a nightclub for smoking weed in the club. I was a little bit crazy then. Um, Let's just say that um, I know even at points, you guys won't even believe this, but at some points I reacted aggressively to people um, in an instant. People that were my friends at times and people, uh, um, just random people, I just would just suddenly switch and just get really upset and really angry and really... Um, and the condition of the heart is so important, isn't it? Isn't it? It's just who we are. Um, the condition of how you nurture this heart is so important, isn't it? It's just so important. So we have to guard this heart Oh, man, there's so much in this world that can come and stop it. But we've got to guard this heart. God's given us a heart. So we've got to guard it with all of his goodness and let his love come in every time. So I didn't do that. <laughs> I was struggling. I didn't know who God was. Um, 
I even got, it got so weird and warped that I had lots of friends and things at uni. I felt popular at uni, but I was lonely. Has anyone ever felt that when you're, you've got all the friends, you've got everyone, all the social colors, but you're lonely. Um, you're lonely, do you know what I mean? You've got all the people, but you're lonely. Um, I felt that. And I even, with different relationships that were going on at the time, I contemplated and I even felt to take my life because I felt so depressed because of what was going on with my family, what was going on with me as a person. I thought, there's nothing here for me. There's no, no hope. There's no future. I'm not even clever enough to do well. But I struggled. I struggled so much that I got, felt so separated from everything. I wanted, I wanted to just end it all. And that's such a horrible, dark place to be. It really is because it's complete separation from everything. And uh, do you know what? I'm so grateful for what comes next. I am so grateful. So, yeah, perfect love casts out fear. I just want to keep saying that over again. Uh, fear can just bound you, but perfect love casts out fear. Uh, so I'm going to fast forward uh, a little bit. So I, in my second year at university, I met up with my cousin, um, who I found out uh, was living in Coventry. And I, I, I met up with her and just, just had a good time with her. She had two young boys at the time, and she was just doing such an amazing job of raising children by herself. I've really, you know, my heart goes out, hat goes off to single, par- single parents. I really did. And I just saw her be, having the peace uh, doing this, having peace doing this. And I just was like, what, how are you doing this? And she told me she became a Christian. And that for me, I got so offended with that. I was like, how on earth can you become a Christian? We go back so long, our lineage is forever. I mean, what on earth do you think you're doing? And she told me, I just love Jesus. And then she told me about the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13. She read it. Eventually, she read it to me. And that was like, what? If this exists, or if this 1 Corinthians 13, if that exists, if that love exists, if there's such a love that's patient, kind, doesn't keep record of my wrongs. Because how many know keeping record of wrongs? So I was curious, but I was not going to go anywhere near being a Christian, I felt like, no, this, this is, you know, still crazy. So I went to church with her. She eventually dragged me to church. And there was an American guy. There was an American guy preaching in church. And it was a bit, I thought, man, this guy's like a cowboy or something. He just seems a bit, seems a bit weird. He's going, oh, yeah, hallelujah, brother. <laughs> you know, I can't even do it. I can't even, sorry. So I shouldn't have even tried. I'm sorry. Um, I'm, sorry. I'm not your brother. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So I'm... He's talking and preaching away and just going nuts. And then um, at the end of the service, I was like, oh, I'm ready to go home. You know, I sat at the back because I was too cool for school. Uh, and, and I sat at the back. And then um, my cousin said, why don't you go uh, ask him uh, to pray for you? And I said, what the heck does that mean? What does that mean? What, ask him to pray for me. All right. But, um, eventually I did. And he came, uh, we went up to him. And he said to me, it made me laugh. He goes, he got, I won't do the American accent. I'm sorry. I won't. Um, <laughs> We need, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just said, uh, he said, do, do you want to know Jesus? And I was like, what? Do you know him? Like, <laughs> he's like, do, do you want to know Jesus? And I said, oh, I laughed and I said, oh, I don't know. Uh, and, then, and then I go, go on then. All right. So this was, so, this, this was when it got really weird. Um, this guy brought a chair uh, behind me. And he goes, okay. He started to pray, and he hadn't even touched me, but he said, in the name of Jesus, and he put his hand just a little bit above my head. I fell down. I fell down. Um, there was no force. I fell down onto a chair. I fell down onto a chair, and I think, what's this magic? What's this, what's this going on here? Like, what's this voodoo, whatever, yeah, whatever. It's just crazy. Um, 
Uh, and, I, and I got up and I was like, it felt so weird. I never felt that feeling ever, ever, ever before in my life. It was so crazy. Um, and yeah, I just walked away. I lit up my fag outside the, the church. <laughs> I'm still not becoming a Christian. I just felt that. Anyway, I started to go to church. I started to go and, and visit church, and I met with a pastor, uh, my, uh, the church pastor. His name is Jeff, um, and he's leading the church in Coventry at the time. And um, it was cool. When I went there, I didn't get the whole praise and worship thing and the whole thing and people raising their hands. I thought that was crazy uh, and, and things like that. And now I do it, and I go above and beyond what, 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 what people do. So I went to church. Um, he, Jeff was preaching. He's speaking the word. And I felt that he knew my life. I felt that, come on, has anyone ever, you know, you've been here and like the pastor is just preaching to you. And it feels like, how can you preach to everyone and still speak to the heart? But I felt like he, he was, he knew my life. Uh, and, and he was speaking the word. The word is living, isn't it? The word is living. The word is living. Um, so I started going to church. Uh, he met up with me. Now the pastor of the church met up with me. And that's just great, great humility. Like I felt so so honored that he met up with me. We went for a coffee. I talked to him about Hinduism, trying to almost convert him. And he talked to me about Jesus uh, and telling me about, you know, I told him some mantras. He told me about praying in tongues. He told me about uh, the gospel. I told him about different Hindu scriptures. We're talking, but the most powerful thing, and that what we can do, and if you take anything away, take this away today. The most powerful thing he did was to listen um, to listen without agenda, oh, man. just to listen without any agenda, just to hear the heart and just to heal, help heal the heart. So he, I spoke out all my troubles and all my problems and all my worries and he listened to me. He wasn't there to do a quick fix. He wasn't there. He was just there to embrace me as a man, as a man, just to embrace me. And that's the first time I ever felt properly, you know, in my recent adult years, that first time I felt affirmed and secure that I'm going to be okay. So he listened to me. It, and, you know, listening is amazing. You can tell who's listening, you can tell who's not. So I'm looking out for everyone who's listening. I'm looking who's that. No, I'm really joking. But it's, listening is something I've, I've, I've really pursuing. So I'm just going to tell you about my second encounter that I had. I was in my room after going to church and stuff. I was in my room. I stood on my bed. And I said, all right, Jesus, if you're real, show yourself in my life. Show yourself in my life. I want to see you. If you're real, if you're the real deal. Now, before, up until that point, I had religious jewelry on. I had a couple of chains here. One was gold. One was a thread chain. I had them for about a couple of years. They were on me. I had a couple of ne- um, necklaces as well. So on my yeah, neck and wrist, I had, I had two there. And one was a string one with a, a religious meaning scripture uh, uh, a thing. And I had a couple there, and I had a gold ring. When I prayed this prayer, I, I literally I went to sleep. I woke up. They were all off. And now, for me, that was completely... I wouldn't have taken them off. I was still a proud Hindu. They just came off. They broke off overnight because I said, Jesus, if you're real, show yourself. And it almost felt like he took the chains off, off of me. Um, do you know? Uh, yeah, it's so cool. So I just kept asking Jesus, like testing him out and see if he's real. Just keep praying and, and seeing what happens. And, and guess what? He was answering prayers. Uh, I won't go into all the details of the prayers, but he was answering prayers. That was such a grace on me. It was ridiculous. It was crazy. Um, I, even with the word as well, with, with the Bible, I got given this Bible uh, 10 years ago. And you, you just look at it. It's like completely separated and mashed around. Lots of Bible bashing around there with this one. But, um, <laughs> but I, I just, I just um, 
yeah, I got given that Bible, and I would, this is, this is crazy, I would see a vision of the word before I even read it. So, for example, I saw visions of trees, and then, then I would open the Bible, and it said, Oaks of Righteousness. And I would, there was one one that really freaked me out. I was reading, uh, I was saying about, um, I saw three images of, a, of rivers of, uh, sorry, uh, a sea, uh, just, just the waves of the sea, and then a lightning bolt, and I think it's seven lampstands. And then I read in Revelation, it's like, boom, 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 there it is there. Jesus is coming back. Wow. So I thought that that's just like, I don't even know this Bible that well. I don't even know what this is. But I saw it, and then I read it. It's a living word. It's a living word. Um, okay, I'm going to go to my, um, yeah. Yeah, this, it just gets even more crazier. Are you ready for this? <laughs> oh God, it's so good. He's so good to me. Like he didn't have to do it, but he did it. He just did it for me. He did it for you. Um, yeah, the third encounter. Right. So we're going to. Um, uh, this is this is in December time now. In in 2005, um, I I was feeling a real low point at this point. I even though going to church and things like that, I still hadn't. Um, committed my heart to God I still hadn't accepted perfect love because perfect love casts out fear and I still had fear in this decision to uh, know Jesus to, uh, to to be with Jesus um, so yeah, um, I watched in my in my university um, house um, in my in my room I watched the passion of the Christ someone lent me the DVD of the passion of the Christ who's ever seen uh, passion of Christ how powerful is it um, I mean it's probably only a, a d- small depiction but wow so powerful so I watched it and then I watched it uh, intently and I just remember like being at my low point and crying and I, and I saw him on the cross and I saw what he did and, and, and he did it for me which was like so crazy and I'm thinking God you suffered so much for us um I said, then this is when I, I just stood up and I said, Jesus, if you did this for me, um, I'm so sorry. I'm really, I'm so sorry. I give you my life, Lord, and I'll follow you. If you did this for me, God, I'm going to give you my life. And do you know what? It was amazing. God's grace is amazing. I got to experience heaven in my room. My, all the doors and windows were closed in my room, but this atmosphere just switched. It, it was, it's an unforgettable night that's in the calendar forever. It switched. The atmosphere turned electric. There was a wind. There was, it, the windows and doors were closed. It was, just, it was just, I couldn't believe it. All goosebumps everywhere. And as soon as I said this prayer, and then what was amazing was, as I, I, had, my, I had my hands out like this, and um, I heard a whisper, an audible whisper in tongues. I didn't even know what tongues was. Um, I heard it in my ear, and it was just like, it's the most affirming sound. It's just like, just like that. And suddenly just so much love came in that place, in that room. And I just felt like so touched by um, that presence. And I heard, you know, an interpretation in my heart that everything, you know, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. Follow me. And I have to go back to that sometimes. I really do. It's going to be all right. Just follow me. Even when it gets tough and it doesn't look like we're winning, but it's going to be all right. Just follow him. And the Bible says to fix our eyes on Jesus. Fix our eyes on him. There's a reason why, isn't there? The things of this world will weigh us down, but we're called, we're called to soar, aren't we? Aren't we? We're called to soar so high like eagles. Come on, man. We're just so, yeah, so good. So I didn't even, I didn't even speak in tongues or anything, but this, this happened. 
And I remember I ran up my room and I said to my roommate, go in there, there's a ghost in there or something. It's quite crazy. Like, go, go, go. Tell me if you can, tell me you can feel it. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just like she came in and she was like, no, there's nothing wrong. What are you talking about? You're weird. <laughs> what's, what's going on? So um, yeah, so that was, that was crazy. Uh, it was just a beautiful embrace I had. Uh, and I felt my tears being swept away. Um, it's so beautiful. Um, and it, it, eventually the presence just filtered out my room uh, as well. So then I text my, uh, the pastor of the church, Jeff, I've been referring to. He, I said, I want to get baptized. And I even said the word, I want to know what it is to be buried with Christ. And that's it. I didn't know that was in the scriptures as well. So I believe God writes the word on our hearts. Um, and do you know what? Sometimes... I really want to devour this word. Sometimes I don't feel I'm as articulate or educated enough or academic enough. But you know what? That doesn't matter for God, does it really? It doesn't matter because this is living. He's a person. He's real. He's there with you all the time. He loves you so much. He cares for you. <laughs> Thank you, man. <laughs> uh, uh, just feel his love right now, right now over me. Uh, this is grace. Um, so, yeah, this word is living and it's awesome. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I called him to get, uh, text him to get baptized, and um, it was in December. It was in a hot tub in December, outside in a hot tub in December. I even wrote a rap about it as well. It was a cold night back in December when I gave my life to Jesus. I remember. <laughs> I was going to call you up and do the job. <laughs> oh, oh, I do next year. Yeah, yeah. I need to get over. I need some counselling over Andy. He's, he's trying to trying to cast fear onto me. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Perfect love cuts out fear, brother. <laughs> I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, so, yeah, I, I, perfect love casts out fear. If anything, if you're going to take any way, listening, the power of listening, when you're witnessing to people, just listen to them without an agenda, just love on them. Uh, a perfect love, the, the, the character of God in 1 Corinthians 13, his personality, his patience, his kind. He doesn't keep a record of wrongs. Why do we keep a record of wrongs of other people when he doesn't keep one of ourselves? God is so good. He's so good, full of love, and he's, his grace is transforming me. It's transforming you, and I really believe that God is going to do something amazing here, even more than what's gone before. Now, how cool is that? Already here, there's so much going on here, but God is going to do some great things here, and I just really thank you guys for this time for that I could share, and I just thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jesus.